The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show 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 you know what i know everything do you i know it all and that's what we're going to talk about today. The know-it-all. The know-it-all in the cigar lounge. The know-it-all as a rep. The know-it-all as a manufacturer. The know-it-all sitting there in the lounge talking to you and whatever it is. The one-upmanship type of thing that ends up happening. Uh, and it's because we did a show last week and we had a guest on. And people uh, were out there complaining that um, he talked too much and he was a know-it-all. And I'm going to tell you something. As the one of the per- people that were interviewing him, we were interviewing him and asking him a question that we knew he knew the answer to. So he did know it. It wasn't a quiz show. It was yeah, we weren't an trying interview. to stump him. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't stump the guest. And um, if we shit all over our guests every week, we would never have guests back. Yeah, they would not want to come on. Uh, well, Saka would still come on. Yeah, yeah, he would. yeah. Yeah, because he he gets he hits it back. Mm-hmm. You know, he say something, he hits it back, which is good, which is part of the thing too. Uh, but if I had something to say negative about it of last week's interview with Mister Jonathan Carney, I would I would say it, but I didn't see a problem with it. But you did, you the people that wrote in. So what do you got, Mister Jonathan? Uh, this one was submitted uh, via Barry somehow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Let's uh, say it was forwarded by Barry. I don't want people to think I wrote this. <laughs> no, no, it, but it was sent to your email address. Yes. So it was to you, not probably meant for being read on air, which is why I'm going to read it on That's air. Right. Yes. So uh, Bob writes, Bob, I've been smoking cigars for 15 years and listening to the Cigar Authority for the past year. I find smoking a cigar contemplative and relaxing, mm. respite to the day. Fancy man. <laughs> Last Saturday's edition of the Cigar Authority was my least favorite by far. Oh. For those of us not in the industry, I had to look up what a TAA cigar is, which, uh, you know we, what? He, that's our fault. He is correct there. We usually say when we're using an industry term what yes. it is, or we ask the question if we don't know. That is our fault. Uh, for not doing that. And Which it is the Tobacconist Association of America. But that's, that's because TAA we know it all and for. we just assume you know it all too. Nah, we don't. That's not part <laughs> of our thing that you, you're new out there and you don't know what it is. And that is a mistake on our part, for sure. When you use insider terms, please explain them. Absolutely. Furthermore, Jonathan Carney, there's no mister here, by the way. <laughs> this guy clearly knows what's going on. There's no mister. He's right so far. Furthermore, Jonathan Carney dominated the discussion. There is a fine line between being an authority and a know-it-all. After Steve Sacco was on, I purchased his cigars. After George Rico was on, I purchased Gran Habano Number no. 5s, and they've become one of my go-to cigars. 
I won't be doing this with any La Flor Dominicana cigars. Oh. Keep up ooh. the mostly good work. Now time for a cigar. Light them up, Bob. Dave, should we relaunch as the cigar know-it-alls instead of the cigar? No, he's okay. He's okay with the authority. It uh, seems on there, right. but not okay with the know-it-alls. What, I, what I'm going to say is what I what I sent back to Bob is you got Jonathan Carney coming on the show answering tough questions about decisions made from above his pay grade. He was in the hot seat and had to take the heat for someone else's call, and I think he did it gracefully. And I think he did talk a little more than usual. He's always talkative, but maybe he was a little uh, taken aback by the position that he was put in. I'm good with it, man. Do you want to hear us talking? Or we, we have somebody on here that knows about the subject matter we're going to end up talking about. Both things happen on here. Sometimes we get somebody on as a guest, and we ask them a long, drawn-out question, very in, in, informational-packed, and then they say, no, or yes. Right. Or, or they and, nod like Willie Moranti did. Right. It's radio, pal. And, Nodding doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, and, and that's a horror show that ends up happening. At the end of it, you say, oh, that was a good show, and there was no complaints at the end of that. Then when we have a guest that we say one question to, and the guy goes off on his own, to us, it's a, called a vacation. Right. We ask the question. Yeah. Here he knows. And the question that we're asking of him, he's the one that can answer it. Of And, and listen – we also try to not be the softball guy. We got the guy in here that whatever ended up problem that, that's happening in the cigar industry, he happens to be part of it. Timing-wise, right. it happens very often that it's like, oh, my God, of all, of all things, you know, when somebody passes away and I happen to have the Newmans on right after something like that happens and the different things that end up happening, and then you end up asking the tough question because you're there because I would think that my colleagues in the industry would say, oh, my God, you didn't even go there. Imagine you you just wouldn't uh, ask the question or whatever. So we feel obligated, or I feel obligated to do it. Certainly. As, I, as I'm putting it there, and I'm like, uh, you know, I hate to do it, but and, and I'm friends with these people. I hate to do it, but I'm wearing my Cigar Authority hat, media, at that point, I got to ask this it would question. Be irresponsible journalism, not to not ask. to. And I do, and I look at them when they do it, and I expect after it's over, it's like, really, you had to go down that rabbit hole or something? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Because but even you, he was fine with it. Yeah. Before, during, and after the show, he was fine with being asked those questions. Yeah. But I, I don't think. Uh, and he answered too much of the question, apparently, by he was, Bob. He was talkative. I'm, but, I'm on Bob's side on that. He was he was more talkative so, than usual. So Bob's not going to buy a cigar from him because he was talkative? Bob and I had a little exchange via email, and Bob is back on board with LFD. And he brought up Steve Sacker's name. Steve Sacker isn't talkative. He's Steve another Saka, one, which I love. I ask him a question, himself. and I can take the rest of the day off. Yeah, he interviews himself. Yeah. He asks yeah. his follow-up question he and answers does. it. Yeah. And, and, and Sacker does come off as a know-it-all. But he's not obnoxious about it. And I don't he think does Johnny know Arnie about was the same obnoxious person? either. He does know what he's talking about. Yes. He does. And John Connie knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And believe me, if we have somebody on here that doesn't know what they're talking about, the interview is over very, very quickly. As soon as we can go to break or whatever it is that it's over, we're, we're done. Check, please. Sometimes those technical problems aren't really technical <laughs> problems. <laughs> the calls seem to have dropped because Ed Sullivan clicked end. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> uh, and I don't ask a lot of people for business advice when it comes to my business. And John Connie is one of them that I ask. And well, he's got a background in hotel services. He's got yeah. a degree in it. So uh, I ask him questions of things that I'm pretty damn good at. 
but I think he can add to whatever that is. And that's why I asked the question. So, uh, you know, is it that he is not Lito Gomez, he's not the owner of the company, and he's one step down, and and, uh, Bob is looking at it and say, you know, here's the guy talking like he knows. Just so he knows, he's actually running the show at La Florida Dominicana when it comes to sales um, lots of things. No, he's not working the farm. That's what Lito's doing. Right. He's doing the other part of it. He's been there for a long time with them. Nobody else has been there longer. So I want to stand up for John Carney and tell you you're making a big mistake with it. And you've got an innovative company there that does a lot of uh, different things. And there's things to beat everybody up on. But I, I don't think him talking as much as he did is is a reason for I'm not going to do business with him. I enjoy the show or change the channel, right? It's fast forward. Amen. Zoom past them. It's, it, this is, uh, I don't know, for, for somebody to write a, an email for it. But, Barry, you heard it out there from a lot of people. Oh, it's, it's out of control. You know, I, first of all, thank you to everybody that called me last week about my, my rant. I appreciate it. But I had a guy calling me, uh, calling me an idiot because UPS delivered it to the wrong thing. He's telling me I should use FedEx. Uh, hello, FedEx doesn't deliver tobacco products. What are you, a know-it-all? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah I, yes, I am. I am the authority on shipping. Now, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Uh, multiple people have called me gay. And to, to you, that makes me gay because lots of people see something that maybe I don't see. If more than one person's calling you an idiot, you may want to look at yourself. No, we call you gay because of the outfit you were wearing on Saturday. Hmm. I would say patriotic would be the correct term. But a patriotic jumpsuit. Yeah, your shoes match, which says a lot. I mean, he looked like Elton John at a Fourth of July concert. Yeah, yeah. All you were missing was the little star sunglasses. And here we are making believe like it's not Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> even though the show's on Wednesday. This is the after show. Yeah, he's, we're looking right at. We're it, looking the at it. We can just point. There's a bird on your pocket. That is that is an eagle, which a would majestic. be majestic. Eagle. Yeah. Okay. It's a type of Anyway, bird. so know-it-alls appear. I think it appear, should have been a rooster for you, but okay. Know-it-alls appear throughout the entire industry. One, because some people do know. I wouldn't say know-it-all. Know all about the question that's being asked of them. If I was going to ask somebody a question about Floyd Dominicana, one of the go-to guys would be John Carney, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were asking me about running a retail shop, or what to do right or wrong in a, in a cigar retail shop, which we did this week's show on, I would be an authority on that subject, I 35 years of yeah. it. Um, and when, you, you talk a lot. I talk a lot. I talk too much. Um, the people in the cigar lounge, now let's talk about the consumer, the know-it-all consumer that has hurt businesses retail businesses because they will try to talk somebody out of a sale. You, the Mm -hmm. consumer, shut your mouth when you're in the (laughs) store and we're trying to do business. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that too many times at the cash register. Yeah. The guy behind the one buying something will start to try to talk him out of buying it. Yeah, and they don't even know each other. No. It's like, what would, you know, do, do you go in a supermarket and the person's picking up a, a thing of ground beef and somebody goes over don't. and says, that's too much fat right. content to that and stuff. Don't you, buy that arugula. Get the, yeah, get the chicken over there. My favorite is. But you- it happens in cigar stores because the c- cigar consumer, some of them, know it all they know better they think than, they do. than the than the guy and maybe the guy that's buying them's been smoking cigars for years and years and knows better than him but for some reason it, it goes there my favorite is they'll be standing in front of me 
the cigar expert. I mean, I, I, we got 1,100 facings. I know a little bit about every single cigar in here. And it's, let me call my dad. Yeah. He's the, he's the cigar guy. He had a cigar before. And he's had one. You're going to take your dad's advice. He's saying you, you should be smoking Padron Maduro when you're buying a mild cigar as a gift for somebody. Padron Maduro, great, 1964. It's a great cigar. It's not a mild cigar. It's not mm-hmm. the right cigar for what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, you see it all the time, the know-it-alls. And um, listen, I think education is a big, big thing in the cigar industry. I love it. I love when uh, they come into town and they uh, do these seminars and they teach you tasting and blending seminars and all the thing that goes on. And I think the consumer likes it because we, we do the cigar schools and stuff and the people come in. Sells out every yeah. time. So it goes really good. People want want information. So I think the correct information is great information. The problem is a lot of people get information by Google, by um, YouTube, videos. YouTube videos, that it is so unbelievably bad. <laughs> Some of the information that's out there is completely backwards. But I think it's generational. Like it, it seems to be coming from a younger segment versus an older segment. And I think it has a lot to do with that. There's no accountability. I mean, participation trophies. Yeah. You, you don't know everything, and, and nobody's ever bothered to tell you, listen, you might learn something. Yeah. Instead, no, no, you keep doing what well, you're doing because you got to pat everybody on the proverbial back. Uh-uh. Yeah, I've always found you don't learn a whole lot when you just keep talking. you got two ears and one mouth, right? You've had a few employees <laughs> they like They told that. us that in school. Right. Right, give you a little. Dave says that to me all the time. A little hit in the back of the head, so that (laughs) that you may hear twice as much as you say. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Misinformation and know it all. So, uh, one of the things, and we talked about how to act inside a cigar shop. One of them is don't be the know it all, right? Because even if you do know it all, but to shove that out each time, I think. I, I don't think I know. I'm a know-it-all when it comes to this because I hear what the guys say after you leave. <laughs> that is what's said. Oh, God, glad he's gone. Mm-hmm. Thinks he knows it all. And the guy did know a lot of information, but you got to spoon feed the the um, information as opposed to, boom, is it all jammed in? I say this as the Cigar Authority yeah, in, a, in a show that ends up doing this. Delivery is important. It's how you deliver the message. I've sat in my own cigar lounges without my shirt on that says that I'm there. No shirt? You went shirtless? Well, I didn't go shirtless oh. because I wouldn't do that to anybody. <laughs> but, I, but I sat there and somebody didn't know who I was or something. And they're talking about, and I hear the misinformation that, that is there and nobody follows up to say, is that right or something? And it's so wrong. And am I tempted to say, what are you guys out of your mind? You're tempted to it, but then you, you become that guy. You know, you don't want to be that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I, nobody I wants you to be that guy. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Joel writes, hey guys, every time you guys get to the asylum segment, the person reading into the so- into the sounds like that doesn't make sense. Uh, he should be driving a van that says "free candy" on the side of it. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the great work, Joel. It's absolutely true that I hear. I, I get reading the, the intro. That's what I get they should the, say. I get the heebie-jeebies. Uh, I'll let Greg Bogus know that he should be driving a van. But that is I'm not the, saying he should live in a van down by no, the no. river. Just he, he he did it exactly the way we asked him to he do did. it. He did. He did. He certainly did. 
Yeah. Also submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. Mitch writes, I thought Dave handled the cigar-smoking commie pretty well. Who's that? Uh, the gentleman who wrote in shitting on you. Oh, all right. Did a whole after show on that. Commie. Uh, when he told Dave, look at his bank account, implying that Dave having more money than me is bad, I about lost it. <laughs> My closest cigar shop is 1.5 hours from me, so I do buy a lot online, but I do make it to the shop a few times a year. I will always buy several boxes when I do keep up nice, the great work, nice. signed Mitch. So that last paragraph for the thing, I got to tell you, in mail order, we have, you know, you can add a comment. And there have been a lot of people over the last few weeks leaving the comment. My brick and mortar doesn't carry this. That's the only reason why I'm buying it <laughs> online. So they, they hear you. Yeah. And they're feeling guilty buying online. Yeah. If, if it doesn't, I have no problem with it if they don't end up carrying it. And then you buy it from whoever you want. You heard about the cigar. I want to try it and stuff. I'm, I'm a bigger geek as anybody, as anybody there or is. Or if it's a bad shop, if they don't you know care for their cigars properly, as was the case, it turned sure. out. Ed, you've been with me across the country, other places. Chicago, Florida, different places that we're. I go in the store and I look around and I see a, who has more cigars than me. I get two and a half million cigars, and I go in and I see cigars I don't carry. Right, and those are the ones I buy. Same here. Yeah, because I'm interested to try them because I'm geeking out. Or, or I did maybe I did try them at a trade show and I and I forgot. Or I yeah, did try them at the trade show and didn't think they were all all that. And then I heard through another podcast or somewhere else that I ended up hearing. About the cigar is good, and I try it again. And then when you see that we bring in a cigar that came out a year ago, and we're talking right. about it like it's a new cigar. It's a new cigar to us because I didn't buy it before, and I, and I missed it because I'm not a know-it-all that I thought, eh, and maybe I was in Las Vegas and the cigar was dry, or maybe I was in um, um, some place where the humidity was too high and the sample wasn't mm. good, or whatever. And or I was a hundred cigars in, and they gave me a sample, and it right. was nothing. Um, give it another try, see what it's all about. Uh, that's what I think I love about the care package. That I would be a care package customer myself because I would want to try the different things. You see what I do all the time. All the time. I take the bands oh. off of cigars. Mm -hmm. I give them to the guys when I come in early in the morning. If I get here before Jonathan gets here, I light up a cigar. As I'm smoking the cigar, I say, yeah, this is a good one. Then I get three or four more of them, take the bands off it, and then say, here, try the cigar. And I like to know what they are without the prejudgment of what that cigar right. is. Because that has been a couple too. surprises. And I know it has it happens on the care package. Wow, we sold a lot of abuelos. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of abuelos after yeah. we had abuelo on. And we had never put that in the care package. We never smoked it on the show because it is a very, very low price cigar. And I heard from each one of you guys before the show of, really, we got to smoke this? And then after the show, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I'm still doing it to these guys, so I'm going to continue to do it to you guys out yeah. there. That you, you need to try something that you, you prejudged. And you need to try something more than once. Yeah. You know, something you ate, something you drank could have had your palate a little bit off. Yeah, you do it, it to it restaurants, right? Ah, I didn't like that restaurant so much. Give it another try. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, it becomes your favorite restaurant. Does that happen? It happened to me. It happens to me. All right, I got another one here. This one is asking for guidance. Submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Eric writes, question regarding your recent podcast. I agree if you come into the shop, then you buy a cigar. But what about the shops that charge a yearly club fee? If Joe Schmo can come in and buy a cigar and smoke it without paying a yearly fee, then why would I pay a yearly fee? I could do just don't, that. Don't. 
I pay the fee to use the lounge, so why is it wrong to bring my own cigar you can't. if I'm paying a yearly fee? No. So back to number one, go in and buy a cigar no matter what, and there is no exceptions to the rule. It's rule number one. There's no exception. Don't join the club if you don't want to join. Unless they made you, they put a gun in your head and they said, hey, you got to join the club. And we know that didn't happen. So you go in and you buy a cigar and that's it. I could just not pay the fee and right. buy one and smoke it each time, which is mm. what you're saying. Do that if that's what you want to do. Why do you want to join the club? Well, oh, because I want access at nighttime. I want the 10% discount. I want whatever the club is offering, you want that. Or do you want the ability to never buy cigars from that store ever again? No, that is not a pass to say, I'm never going to buy cigars. From the well, I'm not never going to buy cigars. No, no, you're not ever not buying a cigar from there. That's a lot of negatives there. Yeah, I got to do a little math. Okay, if your membership comes with a locker, buy a box at an event. You, yeah. You take advantage of whatever deals are offered. Throw it in the locker and yeah. smoke from that. Please, everybody, stop trying to get around number one. Go in and buy a cigar. You're doing everything you can. Think of, about you, the person, of what you're trying to do. You're trying to find the way around it. It's like somebody trying to find a way around paying taxes. You got to pay taxes. Well, I don't want to pay taxes. I don't either. You got to pay taxes. Or you're going to go to jail. You got to go pay taxes. And you're going to die. There's only there's certain things. And, and another thing is when you go into a cigar shop, buy a cigar. <laughs> We've now added to life rules right, right here. Right. Right. Absolutely. You go into a barber shop, get a haircut. But Dave, I don't want to die. Me, me either. Everybody right. wants to go to heaven. But you have to. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You can't go to heaven unless you die. Want to go well, to heaven? Want to go to heaven? If it exists. Yeah, I you want to go. Of course, you want to go. I don't want to die and find out there isn't one. No, it is. What is a heaven? Really? Yeah. What's yeah. it like? Yeah, cigars. It's everything. Yeah, the cigars there. Because if. if if there's no cigars in heaven, I shall not go. <laughs> uh, Mark Twain? Mark Twain. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, my brain hurts. Imagine you learn something. <laughs> if I should. We're covering it Between all. his double negatives and your ridiculous premise that heaven doesn't exist. Do you think it exists or not? Of course it doesn't. I'm with Ed Sullivan. Of course it doesn't? <laughs> is, this, is this it? This is it, buddy. Oh, no. This, this is, is it. This You're is stuck a, with me. This is so purgatory. You're when so you die. Wrong. He's dead. At least you're having a good cigar. No, yeah, no. I missed any chance I had. What about to go all to these? What about all these bombers that promised all these uh, virgins and all this stuff there, like this? There aren't that many virgins. No, there isn't. No, dead. <laughs> Not anymore. Dead virgins. No. <laughs> dead no. Virgins. There's, there's a heaven. I'm going to hell, and it's going to be a room full of cigars and nothing to light them with. Yes, I, I, I saw a thing on that. Just use the flames all around you. <laughs> It'll be fine. He's playing this out, and for good reason. That was painful. <laughs> it's almost like a morbid sound. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's the after show. So uh, what do we got coming up? How do you cut your cigars? Do you use a bullet, a V-cutter, a straight cutter? Does it really matter? We're going to cut and cut and cut, and we're going to get into the Cigar Authority's annual cigar survey. Saturday on the Cigar Authority. You not only want to listen to it, you want to participate in it. We're going to tell you all about that and lots more. That's it for us. Catch us Saturday on the Cigar Authority. Put the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.